From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, Canadian authorities comment on exchange CEOs. Hey, OpenSea, my ape's gone. I'm going to sue you. And Hobie coming back to the U.S. Kinda. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Tuesday of the second month of the 22nd day of the year of 2022. And somebody was listening yesterday and got very excited when I was talking about that. I'm going to say that tomorrow on the show. I didn't know how I was going to say it. And, um, well, they got really excited. Somebody sent me an email and said this. Jerry wrote in and said, Matt, as always, thanks for the great show. As you mentioned, 2-22-22, and that's pretty cool. I look forward to it. Here's one that blew my mind as well. It's the first time I heard it. What will you be doing on March 3rd at 3.03 a.m., specifically three seconds past 3.03 a.m.? Okay, here it goes. That will be the third second of the third minute of the third hour of the third day of the third month of the third year of the third decade of the third millennium. Wow. <laughs> All right, Jerry. <laughs> I'm excited as you are, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Anyway, happy 2-22-22 on Tuesday. Now let's get into those crypto prices and see how happy they are. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And I'm recording this at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have Bitcoin sitting at $38,087, down 2% in 24, or 13.8% in 7. Ouch. Ethereum is at $2,650, down 3%. Tether's number 3. Binance Coin is at $369, down 3%. And USDC is number 5. Rounding off the top 10, we have XRP, Cardano, Solana, Terra Luna, and Avalanche. Let's just see what else we have here. Going into number 11, we have BUSD, Dogecoin, Polkadot. Number 14, SHIB, we have Terra USD. And number 15, Matic at 16. DAI at 17. And remember, there's a lot of stable coins here. Wrap BTC at 18. Crypto.com coin or Crow at 19. And Litecoin is at 20. Total market cap, we're at 1.71 trillion. A BTC dominance of 42.1 and an F dominance of 18.4. And now it's time for Coin of the Day. Our Coin of the Day today is Bancor, ticker BNT. Ranked number 103 on CoinMarketCap, and its price right now is $2.23, down 3% in 24. Current market cap, we're at $577.3 million. Fully diluted market cap is less than the market cap. I don't know how that works, but we're just going to gloss by that because I don't want to try to figure it out right now. <laughs> All-time high was five years ago on June 19th, 2000. 17. It was at $23.73. It's down 90% since then. Its all-time low was two years ago at $0.11. Cents. It's up 1,700% since then. You can buy it on Binance, Coinbase, FTX, Bitthum, Huobi, Kraken, Gate.io, Bybit, Uniswap, Bitfinex, KuCoin. You get the point. So what does Bancor do? What is Bancor? Well, Bancor is the only decentralized staking protocol that allows you to earn money with a single token exposure and full protection from impermanent loss. It was launched in 
It was launched in 2017. Bancor was the first DeFi protocol. Today, it generates millions of fees per month for depositors, offering up to 60% APR on tokens like ETH, Wrap Bitcoin, Link, Matic, Aave, and more. Bancor is owned by the community as a decentralized autonomous organization, Bancor DAO. That's Bancor, ranked number 103 on CoinMarketCap, ticker BNT. Moving into today's headlines, now this is a very, very interesting one, and I'm going to want your comments after this article, Matthew Aaron at Crypt.co. The Ontario Securities Commission, or the OSC, has contacted the Royal Canadian Mounted Police about tweets published by the CEOs of crypto exchanges Coinbase and Kraken regarding the ongoing Freedom Convoy protest in Ottawa. The tweets published by Coinbase's CEO Brian Armstrong and Kraken CEO Jesse Powell appeared to criticize the Canadian government's invocation of the Emergencies Act as part of the response for Ottawa's convoy protest. Armstrong tweeted that self-custodial wallets are important, adding that it was concerning that under the Emergencies Act, banks can freeze or suspend bank accounts without a court order. Self-custodial wallets are controlled by an individual rather than a third party, effectively making it impossible for law enforcement to freeze these funds held on them. Brian Armstrong's full tweet is this. It's concerning to see stuff like this happen in any country, especially such an economically free place like Canada. Self-custodial wallets are important. Jesse Powell, the CEO of Kraken, tweeted this. Crowdfunding platforms are now regulated under the Canadian Terrorist Financing Act. Do you see where this is going? Please do not fund causes directly from your custodial wallets. I'm sure freeze orders are coming. Withdraw to non-custodial before sending. He also warned that Kraken would be forced to comply with law enforcement urging users to remove their holdings from the exchange if they are concerned. The Mariva Act injunction is the first of its kind targeting Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies. Restrain protesters from selling, removing, dissipating, alienating, or transferring any of the assets raised in relation to the convoy protests. The order is also targeting entities that have held assets for the convoy protesters themselves, and these include prominent Canadian banks, as well as approximately 150 cryptocurrency wallets. So there's the question to you. What do you think about this? Send me an email, MatthewAaron at Decrypt.co. This has always been an issue for them. Other people. Remember, Bitcoin was created over a decade ago, and we were always saying that this is what it's for, but it's not for us, it's for them, it's for Iran, it's for Saudi Arabia, it's for... El Salvador. It's for uh, Venezuela, Zimbabwe. It's these other countries that have these problems. But now we see how valuable P2P is. Do you think that this is just getting blown out of proportion and that it's actually a benefit to be able to freeze people's assets and control their money to stop anti-terrorist financing or these protests that say the government doesn't like? Or do you think P2P is super important because it shows that when there's a slippery slope, the slippery slope actually gets slipperier? I want to know your opinion. Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. Oh, and on a side note, I've gotten emails in the past that said, I don't want to talk about these political things. The trucker convoy is not something I want to talk about. I just want crypto news. And, and, and to that, I want to just say is Bitcoin was created as a protest, a digital protest in code because of financial practices of 2008 as a way to say, can we find a better way? a better money, a new idea. And I don't know if Satoshi actually thought that this was going to be what it is today, but it was definitely a thought experiment. It definitely did start conversation. It definitely set people down the rabbit hole of understanding, well, finances, institutions, the Fed, quantitative easing, inflation, and so, so, so much more. And so this is the conversation that we need to have. I want to crowdsource your ideas. 
This is what we need to have this conversation about is what do the people think about money? What do the people think about governments and banking and control and what is acceptable and what is not? Again, Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. Cryptocurrency exchange Huobi has set its sights on re-entering the U.S. market according to the company's co-founder, Du Jun. In an interview with CNBC, Du noted that the Seychelles company may refrain from launching a U.S. crypto exchange in favor of targeting different areas such as asset management. Du said this, I expect asset management to be bigger business than the exchange, which echoes the traditional finance market as well. I don't think an exchange is a necessary element for entering the U.S. Huobi first launched its U.S. market in 2018, but the venture was short-lived with the exchange ceasing operations the following year. Du said this about their exit. We quickly withdrew ourselves from the U.S. because we didn't have a strong commitment to the market at the time, and we didn't have a good management team in the U.S. So, it's possible we will welcome back Huobi in some capacity to the United States. Over $5 million or 4 million pounds has been returned to victims of an international crypto scam uncovered by the Greater Manchester Police, or the GMP. According to a statement released by the GMP, the force returned funds to 23 verified victims while another 127 claims from various countries are being investigated. The scam was solved by the GMP six months ago after $22.25 million or 60 million pounds was seized by specialist officers at the GMP Economic Crime Unit. The scam targeted individuals from across the globe, with victims living in the UK, the US, China, Australia, Hong Kong, and across Europe. The GMP said, the victims, they deposited their money into what they thought was an online savings and trading service that used the Binance Smart Chain. The scammers operating the service waited until a significant amount of money had been deposited before shutting down their website and transferring the funds into their own accounts. Magic Eden, the largest NFT marketplace on Solana by volume, announced on Saturday that it will relaunch its white glove minting and marketing service called Launchpad. The service allows NFT creators to drop their collections directly on Magic Eden, but the company paused the service two weeks ago after high-profile rug pulls scammed investors out of hundreds of thousands of dollars. So a rug pull is a maneuver, I'm going to call it a maneuver, in the, in the industry where uh, crypto developers abandon a project and run away with investors' funds. Basically, Imagine yourself standing on a rug and somebody just yanking it out under your feet, running away with the rug, and you fall to the ground and hurt yourself. And saying kind of, I guess you could visualize that pretty easily. And that's a rug pull. Anyway, now Magic Eden has put in place new safety procedures to help prevent future scams, including stringent know your customer or KYC requirements on creators. So basically, it's going to force them to privately dox themselves to the company. It's well docs themselves. They can still have their like their avatars or be anonymous to everybody else who's buying these NMTs. The creators can be anonymous, but the company has to know who you are, which I think is a good thing. In a statement released Monday, the Russian finance ministry said that it has a proposal to allow Russians to invest in assets such as Bitcoin, but not yet make purchases with them. The Russian government and the central bank has been debating cryptocurrency for some time, and last month the finance ministry said it would be necessary to allow cryptocurrency technology to develop. If you guys remember, last month Putin said that Russia had certain competitive advantages in cryptocurrency mining due to the surplus of electricity and well-trained personnel available in the country. The statement from the Russian finance ministry continued to clarify, stating this, The use of digital currencies as a means of payment in the Russian Federation will continue to be prohibited. In the framework of the proposed regulation, digital currencies are considered only as a tool of investment. Briefly, moving over to India, following a police raid, Indian authorities have arrested 11 people in connection with a crypto scam that allegedly duped would-be investors out of $5.36 million. And finally, 
a Texas man who unwittingly sold his Bored Ape NFT for 0.01F, the equivalent of about $26, is suing OpenSea, alleging that the platform knew about a bug that allowed hackers to buy NFTs for below market price. In a complaint filed in Texas federal court, Timothy McKimmy claims that he is the rightful owner of Bored Ape number 3475. McKimmy says that the ape in question is in the top 14th percentile when it comes to rarity, and it is significantly more rare than the Bored Ape NFT that Justin Bieber recently purchased for $1.3 million. He's asking for the return of the ape or damages of over $1 million. McKimmy, he further alleges that he has repeatedly tried to resolve the issue with OpenSea. The company he said told him that they are actively investigating this incident, but they have failed to do anything more. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, leave us a comment, and go to Spotify. Hit that five stars and make sure that everybody knows that we are the best damn crypto news show in the biz. And until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone. <laughs>